What's up, guys? It's your boy Lance from the Heel Turn Collective, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor for the show, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Whole Fast is based in Colorado Springs, and they are a responsibly sourced coffee that they grind in-house. You heard me right, in-house. And right now, if you use the promo code HEELTURN20, you get 20% off your entire basket today over at wholefastcoffeeco.com. So make sure you're helping out a great small local business and your favorite heels, and check out the Whole Fast Coffee Company. And now, for this week's episode. You are listening to the Heel Turn Collective Radio Network. Hello everyone, and welcome on in. It is week number 23 here on the Heel Turn Collective Podcast. We couldn't be here Without all of you guys' support, we really appreciate that through the first 23 weeks. And like the first 23 weeks, I am not alone. I'm, of course, joined by my partner in crime, Shane Douglas Riley himself. What's going on, Shane? Um, Absolutely nothing. I'm out here dodge, duck, dip diving, and dodging COVID-19 as we uh, the Springs is becoming a hotbed all of a sudden. So um, we're holding on for dear life out here, but we're having a good old time. Looking like Dante Hall running back kicks over here. How 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 are you doing? <laughs> well, look, I wish that I could make the comparison of of COVID and me being Dante Hall, but unfortunately, I don't have that luxury. You know, the but, human uh, joystick, I was, baby. Yes, the human joystick. I was actually in a COVID hotbed uh, not too long ago. My job put me in uh, peril. You know, so I had to <laughs> I had to go out there and go in the middle. Peril, of he COVID. says. Yes, I mean, look. Um, they look, they know that I'm number one, right? So they were like, mm-hmm. let's put Lance in the COVID hotspot and let's yep. see how he survives. And of course I thrived as always, my man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Hey, Hey, someone's got to do it. You know, someone's got to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Look, if there was ever an MVP of just being average a nine to five average, you found him right here, big dog. Mm. I am the MVP of just being average. Cause that's about where I'm at with it, but is that, is is that the, the M- is that the MAP, the most average player? Yes, I would say, I would say so. It would be the map. I won the map five years running. You know, I'm the most average player. So, Patrick Mahomes, eat your heart out, buddy. I don't need yep. no NFL MVPs. I got the I got the just normal life MAP. So, big, <laughs> big shout out for that. But uh, but yes, this is the Heel Turn Collective podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us once again. Twenty three weeks up. Ep- 23 weeks, Shane. Can you believe that? A baker's dozen. Well, times two. But, yes. Uh, well, not quite. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just been a wild ride, and the support we've been getting has, has just been incredible. So we mm-hmm. hope that you guys keep joining us as we kind of talk about the best about sports and about just life and about music and about everything. We like to blend everything up. So make sure that, uh, you know, you're sticking with us and just telling us what you like and don't like about the shows. Uh, Also, check out out our sponsor, the Whole Fast Coffee Company. Go to wholefastcoffeeco.com and use that promo code HEELTURN20. You get 20% off your basket today. Mm -hmm. They got coffee. They got hats. They got everything. And and you can get 20% off. Ain't that right, Shano? Yeah, Vinny also makes a mean chocolate milk. Maybe he can ship that to you or something if it won't curdle. But yeah, you get it. Put the put put know. the promo code in. Get some cool stuff. 
yeah, it, it, it works out for everybody. So you'll be helping a great small local business mm-hmm. and your favorite heels at the same time, and it doesn't get much better than that. So, uh, But, Shane, last week we had our boy Jake Underwood on. It was, it was a great talk, too. He's a big Cleveland guy. You know, Cleveland coming off another – Another astonishing game this week, so we're gonna we're gonna break that down. But uh, yeah, so it was great for Jake to join us last week, and we hope to have him on again soon. You know, we mm-hmm. like to bring you know people on all the time because we're just uh, a bunch of bros here. So, uh, but but really big big ups to for him joining last week. This week, man, we got an action packed show once again. We're gonna talk about baseball, Shane, our favorite sport, of course. Okay, I have a little. I have a little uh, number I'd like to throw out about all the baseball aficionados that might be listening. Is it or the baseball? It, is it games played without shoulder pads? Uh, yes, which is still zero. <laughs> so I mean, big shout out to them. You, you hate to see it, but uh, we're going to talk a little baseball, and then obviously we're going to talk about Week Seven mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL. It was a lot of a lot of super interesting things going on, a lot of excitement, uh, especially winding down. Uh, to the four o'clock hour. I mean, some of those games are just insanity, and we're going to yeah. try to talk about a lot of them today. And then, uh, obviously, we're going to name the heel of the week after the show, or at the end of the show. And then we do have a uh, in memorandum, if you will, of one of our fallen comrades after this week. Uh, we want to make sure that he gets his proper due, yeah. um, and we want to make sure that he knows that uh, yeah, respects we're always thinking. Absolutely. So, uh, with all that being said, Shane, are you ready to get rocking and rolling this week? Born ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's talk some shit and get our asses whipped. Let's rock and roll. And Shane, I teased it at the top of the show, buddy. I I, I teased it, and I can no longer tease it anymore. The World Series is going on right now. Of course, you knew that, right? I mean, obviously, big baseball guy here. But yeah, I knew that was happening because the um uh the. Dodgers are playing um the uh um the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. Okay, well, anyway, um yes, yeah, so the World <laughs> Series is going on right now, and anyone that has ever listened to an episode in our archives know me and Shane don't really, you know, care about baseball that much because we're not 75. No, we actually and- we care we care the most about baseball. We care enough to want to see it get better. Um, so, dare I say, yeah, we, well, we care more about baseball than anyone else in all reality. I, well, Shane, when I'm about to tell you this then, Mr. MLB himself, when I'm about to tell you this is going to bring a little bit of tear to your eye, my friend. Are you ready okay. for this? Oh, yeah. Hit me. The World Series uh, played game, I believe it was game two on Friday night. They played World Series game two on Friday night. They were up against zero other sports competition. There was nothing else on. The NBA's oh, done. No. The NFL doesn't play on Friday nights. Up against zero sports competition. Their only competition was Shark Tank. Uh-huh. Yeah, my man Mark Cuban, big shout out. <laughs> yeah. Shark Tank. Longtime listener to the show, Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Um his competition was Shark Tank and Big Brother. Okay. Those were the competition. In the World Series on Friday night, Drew. 6.6 million viewers. That's it. And Dead. the Dodgers are in the fucking World Series. The Dodgers Dead. are in the fucking World Series. Oh, I, I think that is an understatement. I think we're <laughs> like we're like shoveling. I mean, look, baseball's first of all, and again, I don't mean to uh, I you so, know what, Shane? 
Do you by Stop. chance have the number off the top, like off the top of your head, or can you pull it up here? What the previous World Series was rating wise, or like like engagement wise? Well, it's kind of it's kind of like this. My dad, my dad talked to me about that today, and then he also gave me this other little stat. He said in 1979, last time the Pirates won the World Series, 75 million people watched that World Series game. Oh. Seventy-five million people. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this off. Um, have are we seeing a a bigger engagement drop than Attitude Era WWE to now WWE with the MLB? I mean, you you, you like to think so anyway, because other than dudes that are actually playing baseball, I don't know a lot of young baseball fans, and the baseball no. fans that I do know. I wouldn't hang out with uh, if you paid me money. You know what I mean? I just uh, If you're going to talk to me about baseball, Jesus Christ, just saw my head off, please. And make sure it's the most serrated blade you can find. Um, but uh, I got to tell you, I mean, like a lot of people say, well, you're not supposed to talk about politics and religion at a family table. I also don't want to talk about fucking baseball. So don't bring it up, please. Yeah. Um, yep. I like to have fun I mean, while I'm eating, so let's not talk about baseball. Look, if I have to hear one more fucking time, you know, my old man telling me, um, well, Lance, you know, back in 1978 when Willie Stargell was in the lineup, you know, it's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> who the fuck is Willie Stargell? I don't even know who that guy is. You know, they, like, it's kind of like, I'm the biggest NFL fan in the world, but I yep. have a hard time believing anything b- before 1980 even existed. True, yeah. Or anything that, you like... Know? Before the world was actually had color, but when everything was just black and white, like none of that's real. Um, yeah, like Vince Lombardi, it's like a myth. It's like a, <laughs> I don't think Vince Lombardi actually fucking existed. You know, it's like some kind of hologram or something. You know um, what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, yeah. So the thing is, to to we've talked about how to fix baseball. I'm willing to I'm willing to settle a little bit. Um, we don't need the shoulder pads. We don't need fighting and all that fun stuff. Just give them aluminum bats something like because six or you said six million six point six million six point six million yeah that's abysmal for a world championship event that's yeah that's pretty bad seeing how on monday on night free, raw used on to like, average i was gonna say yeah this isn't like a pay-per-view event this is on cable like basic cable yep basic cable who uses the term basic cable anymore yeah <laughs> Uh, I just did you. Yeah. Besides <laughs> you and my fucking grandmother who probably still has basic cable, you know, hey, sometimes it do be like that, you know? Yeah. Well, look, I, I wanted to start the show off with a little baseball talk. Everyone knows that I'm just a big baseball aficionado all the way back mm-hmm. to, you know, Stargell. I mean, whenever, we, whenever we're young, I literally couldn't get you to shut up about baseball, dude. Like it was just nonstop with you. I mean, look, Babe Ruth, I've looked up to him since 19, you know, 23 or whatever he played, you know, like I love how like baseball records, like I love, there's nothing more than like Bryce Harper just paced, just passed Babe Ruth. Like it's like, dude's been dead for fucking 80 years, right? (laughs) Dude's been dead for 80 fucking years and they're still breaking his records. Yep. Like dude's been gone for 80 fucking years, Shane. (laughs) Dude's been gone, man. I don't know what year he died. R.I.P. Babe Ruth. I don't know, but you get what I'm saying, yeah, right? Well, yeah. Leave a leave a little message, uh, like send send us on Twitter or whatever. If you have any, uh, I was just thinking about this. 
who's an actual like a mod like a modern legend in the MLB? Because I genuinely have no idea. Like, like who's like that? Even the Peyton Manning figure, the Brett Favre figures, like who are the people like that? Well, because I literally that- don't know. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, look. Okay, so you got Mike Trout, who people have already touted as one of the top ten players in baseball history. Top ten yeah. players in baseball history. That's a big one. You know what I mean? Like that's that's like Lou Gehrig. Everybody, he they yeah. think he's a top ten player. Plus, they paid him four hundred fifteen million, which I thought was or four hundred thirty four million. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, which I thought at the time was outrageous. And then Patrick Mahomes just was like, "Yeah, watch this, buddy." <laughs> you know what I mean, like I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a, a sport that has a hard salary cap pay me half a billion. Watch yep. this, you know what I mean? Yep. And it's oh god, but yeah. So I guess it'd be Mike Trout or Bryce Harper. I don't know. I'd assume. I I know I Bryce mean, Harper Jeter more from probably? the Subway commercial. I'm, well, Jeter's been retired for like six years. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, baseball just become more That's, relevant. Figure it out. Uh. Yeah, we're trying here. Look, look, we want to pass on the same useless knowledge we got from our parents, which is like about baseball and nothing that's effective, but about baseball and how we're fucking up all the time. You know, we want to pass that same message on to our children. You know? Yeah, absolutely. If that makes any sense, I don't mean to be just rambling here, but. Uh, but yeah, so baseball, 6.6 million, not a very good number, especially Mm. for a world series, but let's transition Shano into Mm. an actual awesome sport that we love, that we call the national football league, what some people will call the no fun league. Uh, and depending on if Atlanta is playing that week, I may disagree or disagree. (laughs) But no, yeah. Um, you did a lead to it. Let's start off with our with our weekly Falcons talk here. What Jesus are you feeling? How'd it go? Shane. Listen. Okay. Look. You're playing the Detroit Lions, all right? Uh-huh. It's not like it's... Okay. It's not like this fucking team is led by Joe Namath in 1963. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the fuck year it was. Okay? There, or 73 or whatever. Okay. This is Matt fucking Stafford, who... Come on, man. Who who habitually underachieves? He's yep. a number one pick. Yep. He's never played like it. Pat right? The Stafford, Lions have dude. never won. Yes, Pad Stafford. I heard that from like a Fox. Some dude on Fox Sports said that his nickname for Matt Stafford was Pad Stafford, which is hilarious. <laughs> hilarious, because that's absolutely what this guy yep. is. The king habitual of the garbage time, dude. Yes, he is the <laughs> king of the garbage time, man. Yeah. Well, people will make the argument. Well, Matt Stafford had 5,000 passing yards. Yeah, well, 4,000 of those were when his team was losing by 21. (laughs) You know? So I'm just saying, like, okay, Todd Gurley, all you have to do is fall on the one-yard line, man. That's all you got to do. The Falcons can take the the clock down, and my boy Young Way Koo can come out kick the hey, fucking field goal and, and, hey, look, literally, it's a victory. Literally shorter than a, than an old extra point. Yeah. Like, you like or I could kick that field yards. goal. Yeah, with 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 varying consistency, but I think that we could. <laughs> I think we could make it, honestly. We'd get it at least once. Yeah, I mean, you give me 100 kicks, I'll make one. <laughs> but uh, if my shoe doesn't fly off a billion times. But, um, I uh, look, uh, there's a lot we could say. Um about this Falcons team. Okay, they are one and six, Shane. 
one in six this team is. Now, we had Vinny Snyder on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a month or so ago. Yeah. And we talked about expectations and how it feels being a Browns fan, knowing that this team's going to go 3-13, and 4-12 and 12 or whatever. Is that any different than a team like, unfortunately, the Atlanta Falcons, who I am a fan of, who come in every year and they say they can be a contender in the NFC and they're one in fucking six, Shane. They're one in six. Not good. And, and I look, I, I I just can't. And this team is like putrid. Yeah, like they that, are that, not good. Because there's some things where it's like you know one those like one one in six like there's like one two three win teams at this point in the season where it's where there's circumstances there's injuries like crazy like whatever stuff like the Falcons are just a straight up ugly one in six. Like, they're just a bad football team. Dude, it's like all my girlfriends in high school, Shane. U-G-L-Y, brother. It is ugly, right? (laughs) And I, look, I always compared all my girlfriends that I had in high school to the the 1992 Pittsburgh Steelers defensive line. And I feel like that that's a pretty accurate description, um, you know, as we kind of go through this. But, um Look, I I've been a I've been a Falcons fan for a lot of years, buddy. I've been a Falcons fan dating back to when they went to the Super Bowl in 1998, yep, and got crushed by John Elway and that Denver team, only to relive it 20 years later. Except they had the fucking lead. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. But, but Matt Ryan, so so we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a lot of hot takes on this show. Mm-hmm. today you know we're gonna have some hot takes that man one of my hot takes is that I, I don't know if Matt Ryan and Julio Jones survived this season as Atlanta Falcons well dude I did I believe I just read a report that they have no intent on getting rid of them yeah okay they can say whatever they want true to, okay true they can say whatever they and all I can say is please do not make Raheem Morris the the permanent coach I like him as a defensive coordinator. I yeah. saw what he did in Tampa Bay. No bueno. Like we need somebody <laughs> like we need some why can't a Sean McVay come to Atlanta? Yeah. Why can't somebody like that come to Atlanta? Ignite the fan base a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Atlanta's starting to feel an awful lot like the Cleveland Browns, man. True. I'm feeling a lot like the, it because the every last year, couple of years have not been good. Have not been good. No. Ever and since really, the Super Bowl. And I feel like at this point, too, it's really you're just holding on to the fact of, like, oh, we have Julio Jones. Like, like we have, we have Julio Jones on our team. We can't be a sub-500 team. And really, we're showing that, like, this isn't the MVP Matt Ryan anymore. Um, and who knows? Maybe he just needs a fresh start situation for the last couple years of his, his career or something. But he hasn't been really playing that fantastic either. Um, you want to know? You, you, you want to know something? Um hmm. Uh, that I believe down to my core. I believe that Matt Ryan, the year he won the MVP, just played out of his mind. He played way better yeah. than he had any right to. I don't think Matt Ryan is is like an above-average quarterback. I just don't. Yeah. Like, And I hate saying that as a Falcons fan because I've had to put up with this shit for 13 years. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he's the quarterback you want. To yeah. take you places. And I know it's a little late that now, you know what I mean? Like he's been there since 2008, you know, but I've seen Matt Ryan orchestrate a lot of four and 12 seasons. 
Yep. I've seen Matt Ryan orchestrate some 11 and 5 seasons, some 10 and 6 seasons, but mm-hmm. they underachieve every single time. Look, 2012, it's burned into my memory like it happened yesterday. They played Seattle in the divisional game. They were up mm-hmm. big. Seattle came back. They had Atlanta won on a last minute field goal. About put your boy RIP taking my dirt nap, you know? Next week, they play the Kaepernick led 49ers. They're up. 27 to 7 in that game. 27 to 7. They were up 17 nothing at one point. And they lost the fucking game, Shane. They lost the game. You had you had a two touchdown lead and you lost the game. A sign of things and to that, come. Yes. And this team <laughs> finds new ways to lose. Yeah. See, the Cowboys game where their special teams, well look, we're going to talk about Dallas. Dallas is putrid, putrid. They, Which they are on. They, I, I believe you said it last week, or it was either last week we talked about it, or is while we were off air. Um, you said is, um, is McCarthy one and done? And the more I see this this Cowboys team, I'm thinking, yeah. Um, because that, like, again, maybe that's an overreaction. I don't know, but I'm. You're, we're hearing stories of locker room division. The team looks like trash, and yes, like. Like, yes, they're they're on a third string quarterback right now. I get it, but I mean, you've had that team since like since the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? Like, it, this isn't like a you had to go snag some. Like, you didn't have to snag Andy Dalton. Like, you just got him hey, for depth, and he's still don't be look, don't be talking shit on my boy Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Big shout out to my boy Ben DiNucci making his Cowboys debut. Anyway, but like, continue. But yeah, this team just looks really freaking bad. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I, I have no idea what like I don't know what what you even do from here. Like I've heard reports yeah. of like, do you go out and try and get Ryan Fitzpatrick? Do you is this the team Ugh. that that has to sign Colin Kaepernick because they're that desperate? Like, like oh, I I saw a thing today about hey, go get Jameis Winston. When you're at that point That's, where you're like where you're yeah. like go get Jameis Winston, like you're in trouble. <laughs> like, yeah, big big and, trouble. Which makes which makes that loss to them, Atlanta's loss to them that much fucking worse. Because <laughs> yeah. that team's in utter disarray right now. Yep, those players are so incredibly uninterested in playing. Yep, uninterested. Yeah. And when my boy, when my boy from Washington had that completely textbook legal hit on Andy Dalton, textbook. That's how they teach it to you in elementary <laughs> peewee football. Totally when you see the, kidding. When you see the quarterback taking his, his foot off the gas pedal, initiating the slide, there's the time to tee off on him. <laughs> it's, it's time to accelerate, you know. <laughs> Just kidding. That hit was vicious, and that Dude. guy should be suspended for weeks, but he's not yep. yeah. for some reason. But, you know, like like we said that about the Von Tess Burfecht hit on Antonio <laughs> Brown, completely textbook. You know, that's how they <laughs> – that's how they writ- that's how they wrote it up. The founding yep. fathers of the NFL. That's how they that's how they wrote up a hit. But uh but no, like that so that loss to Dallas, a team in utter just fucking despair right now. Yep. Like that makes that fucking loss so much worse. Yep. Because that team sucks. Yep. And they're not even any good. Yeah. And 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 Mike McCarthy is one and done. I have a I have a hard time telling Dallas Cowboy fans this. Mark McCarthy, if they finish three and thirteen, you think he's gonna survive? No. No. Yep. No. 
I don't um, think I think they go six and ten. He gets fired. Yeah, I I I think even if it's like a situation where, um, you you hear reports of like you know, I feel like the last couple of years we've heard Lincoln Riley pop up more and more when oh, it comes Jesus to the coaching carousel. Hold on, um, if I hear Lincoln Riley one more goddamn time, all right, this guy, this guy coaches in the Big Twelve, okay, yep. where they don't believe in defense. They don't believe yeah. in defense because it's not really, yep. you know. I've seen more 73-63 games in the Big t- t- 12 yep. than I've ever seen anywhere else. In the Big 12, I got the Big 12 seen. defense is a lot like COVID. It's not real. Um, so yeah. it's a made-up figment <laughs> of imagination. You might as well be playing a scrimmage with just your 11 starters on offense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I think, I think this is the year especially that if they could – if they could pull Lincoln Riley uh, for the right price, I could see them going one and done and trying to get Lincoln Riley uh, coaching the Cowboys. I really think so. Do I think it's a good move? No, but I think that that it's it's a very, very real possibility, especially if this team keeps looking this bad. The only thing that's working in, in McCarthy's favor for him staying around for another year is the injury. It's gonna be used. It's gonna be flipping that injury narrative, um, but yeah, I yeah. which I still think that irregardless of injury, I think that he needs to go because that whole team looks bad. Defense, um, the O line looks you, trash. All of it. Man, I gotta tell you, if there's one player I'm gonna call it that looks like he just straight up quit, Ezekiel looks like he doesn't even want to be on the fucking field. Man, mm-hmm. he looks like he doesn't have want any part of being on the field. And this dude begged and and, and threw he literally wanted that money he literally and, got feed me tattooed on his stomach yeah like it's like dude i've never seen anyone quit yep and i hate using that term because i don't think anybody but ezekiel just looks like he doesn't want to be on the fucking field yeah he's looking, I mean, like this, man if this is ugh. a thing like at what point do you think do, do the cowboys get blown up at all in the realm of like you know does he get dealt Especially like, um, uh, well, I, I guess th- this is last drastic. week. It has to be this week, but um, wow, well, I don't know if it's that drastic. But I, I think I that, uh, I mean, it's look, I, it could go, it could go a lot of ways in Dallas, you know, and and because they are quote unquote America's team, I'll debate that all day <laughs> because I think the Steelers are America's team. If we're being honest, but the Cowboys, yeah. America's team, man, they are an utter fucking disarray right now. Yeah. Regardless if you keep Mike McCartney, Mike McCarthy or not, you got the questions with Dak Prescott. Is yep. he going to be the same player? You got the questions with Zeke. Where's his fucking mind at? This defense, look, you ain't fixing this defense for a couple of years. So you better hope that offense gets some octane on there. You know, yep. it's not like you can just blow up the whole defense. And, and obviously, defense Andy like, Dalton isn't the one on this. Like, <laughs> oh God, um, God, they. I mean, Shane. They looked putrid against Washington. Yep. They looked terrible. And we could even go like, into the week before that, like with, with like that first game with Dalton in there, it was just like this team just like does not work. Like it's not like it's it's flat out just like this whole thing is just is broken. You got um, like anonymous players coming out and saying the coaches don't know what the fuck they're doing and yep. shit. You know, I just Oh man, like I, I don't I don't understand it. Like Dallas, you would think it's kind of like, you know, Alabama in college football. You think they could recruit anyone they wanted, really. Yeah. You know, you think they could make well, anything happen, but like it just well, seems I like think, nobody wants to fucking 
to be honest with you, I think the circus is too real. Like, I think that... I think that players like are seeing through the Jerry Jones shirt, like charade. Um, I think the inconsistency consistency with coaching staffs and like all that nonsense. I think that the, the Cowboys are no longer a prime time, like landing spot for, for big name players. Um, um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that the, the era of, uh, I, I definitely think that the Cowboys are in a heavy downward trend and I think they're going to be there for a while now. Oh, God, the heads will be rolling, man, mm-hmm. because uh, look at this point. Look, I am all about the Falcons hashtag tanking for Trevor. But at what point do these NFC East teams give up hope? Even though the Giants are one it, and six. We all can't get Trevor. We all can't get look, Trevor. <laughs> look, the stat I'm about to tell you is about to blow your fucking mind. dude. Oh, no. The Giants are one and six, and they're a game and a half out of first place. Jeez. They're one and six. I know we we've talked about the whole like, okay, the division winner here might be six and ten. Is that number lower? No, no. I I think six and ten's a little low. I think it'll probably be seven and nine. But you think I, we poke you we think? poke fun at the NSC least a lot because that fucking division is oh you you think that, that like. Better. What if, okay, so what if the Cowboys are the reason that the NFL overhauls the playoff system? I just have a, I just have a hard time believing Philadelphia's not going to string some wins together and end True. up going like, you know, going like seven, eight, and one. True. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 can't, I just have a hard time seeing that. Because Carson I'd, Wentz, I'd love to see like a five or like four win playoff team going to the playoffs. Look, I hate the <laughs> NFC East. I hate every fucking single team in here. And you, an outspoken Carson Wentz critic. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't. I think the guy's a lot better than you give him credit for. I'm, and I really, think that, uh, really, I do. I, really, well, Mister Jets are going to beat the Bills. You're going to stick to that word. Uh, well, look, the Jets, and we're going to get into this with the picks, but the Jets held the Bills to six field goals. They, yep, didn't even well, they still got a fat zone, L de- dealt to them, so. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I still think I should receive the tie on that one, you know, because I wasn't, hey. look, the Jets were out 10 nothing. Yep. The Jets were up 10 nothing yep. in that game. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, Lance. Yeah, um, look, we got, we got plenty of time to talk about that. We got plenty of time to talk about that. What we're focusing on right now is how bad this fucking NFC East yep. is, man. Yeah. This team, I mean, this fucking division, look, the Giants are one and six, and they're not completely out of it yet, which is fucking ridiculous <laughs> to say. Man. But uh look, I mean, going from going from an uh, a one and six team that's really fucking terrible to another one win team that doesn't look terrible, but they just happen to have one win would be your Cincinnati Bengals. They they played Cleveland on mm-hmm. Sunday. Joe Burrow threw for 413 yards, but they pick up the loss because Baker Mayfield makes the throw his fucking career to some yep. guy named Peoples Jones. Oh, I mean, he's just, sick. Uh, out of Michigan. Yeah, I he's mean, awesome. I like him a lot. So he just fucking... By the way, Baker Mayfield is inches away from Cleveland ready to run him out of the fucking city because if that Bengals guy turns around a second earlier, that ball's picked off. Like, yep. and that would have been... I've never seen a jump in a city so large in my life. Last week, people were ready to throw Baker Mayfield to the wolves. They were ready to... 
He's not our quarterback. And for those who are going to call me out, look, motherfuckers, I told you. I said this is his year to prove himself. I am a Baker Mayfield advocate. Yep. I'm a look, I like this whole Baker show. Mayfield. This whole show is a big Baker Mayfield show. Very pro Baker Mayfield on this show. Yep. But I but I said this year's a make it or break it year. And I gotta admit, yesterday he threw five touchdowns. Now the thing about it is, first of all, it's Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati Let's has one goddamn breaks. win. He's not gonna get yes. an MVP run here. Jesus Christ, the way people were talking, the way people were talking, this team just won the AFC North. <laughs> it's the Bengals, and they have one fucking win. Okay? Impressive drive. Yep. Impressive drive. But to, but to say that you shredded up the Cincinnati defense is kind of like, laughable. Cool. Um, yeah, I've watched uh, Mac football as well before, so that's pretty yeah, sweet. Like, it's like it's – like, it's like Alabama. We use this analogy all the time. It's like an Alabama Virginia Automotive Institute defense going on here, you know. And, and Baker Mayfield, look, Odell Beckham out for the year, torn ACL. And you, look. the crazy thing about this Bengals defense as well, with how much trouble they have, Carlos Dunlap hasn't been getting a lot of playing time this year, which yeah, baffles well, me. Like, yeah, well, is he some elite? Is he elite? No, but. He is like an above average like pass rusher. Like, how is he not going to be on the field as much as like as much as humanly possible? Shane, they have one win. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, does does one defensive player make that much of a difference? Probably not. But like, unless you're trying to just get like you know, obviously they're not trying to get Tua or not Tua, um, Trevor Lawrence. But like, um, yeah, like. You, you got to show a little bit of effort that you're trying to win some games here. Maybe. Yeah. Well, look, that's, uh, no Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was out this he's week. He's big. Um, um, I, I am going to say about this Bengals team, I'm really, really worried that we're going to see a uh, um, an Andrew Luck situation with Joe Burrow if this keeps up because he can't keep getting pulverized like this dude. Like, Do you, do you take him out sometime this season? And say, just sit down, youngster. It's not because I, of your play. It's because I'm afraid of getting you fucking murdered on the field. I think so. Like, genuinely, because it's like, I feel like to protect your investment, you have to be aware of that. There's no way that, like, and again, like, I know we're not trying to lose games, al- allegedly, but... um, Wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, But, like, there's no, like... Leaving him out there is just leaving him to die. And this is the first time, because honestly, I think that, I think the amount of upside that Joe Burrow has is actually, like, astonishing. I think that, like, if they put a team around him, actually, all of a sudden, I think the Cincinnati team could be a division leader. But, it's the Bengals. That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, uh, two teams that historically are cheap when, you know, are the Chargers... And the Bengals, and they both have quarterbacks that can, that can obviously play and win you some games. So it's like you got to build that team. That Cincinnati offensive line needs fucking read whatever. Yep. I don't care who you get. You need to buy. You need to get somebody going there. Literally um, anyone. Come on, <laughs> literally this anyone. Kid, this, poor, this poor kid, and you can tell they got an offensive penalty, and he was pissed. Yep, he's just tired of being mediocre, man. He came from LSU where he threw sixty touchdowns. He came he from it. for the Cincinnati. He came from LSU, and before that was at Ohio State. And I think before that, he yeah. was some, like, Mr. Football of whatever state he's from, too. So it's just like, 
that dude's never lost before. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, and then you put them on this subpar. I think subpar is being kind of generous. To be very being generous. Honest. Yeah. Being very uh, generous. I think this, look, this Zach Taylor's on his fucking way out, bro. Yeah. I big mean, time. look, this team was terrible last year. Yep. Obviously they got the number one pick mm-hmm. and they are headed to get the number one pick once again. And in that case, do you just take Trevor Lawrence and say, see you, Joe? No, you don't do that. You trade uh, for nah. fucking picks. Yeah, they won't do that. To, like build around him. <laughs> yeah, it, you you yeah. get picks to build around him. But um, but look, I mean, on the other side of the ball, I mentioned it. Odell Beckham tears his ACL because he's chasing after a defender after a Baker Mayfield ill-advised interception, the first pass of the game. For crying out loud, um, very reminiscent of the Steeler game last week. He threw a mm-hmm. pick on the first ball, and then you're like, is this going to be the same? Is this going to be the same old Baker Mayfield? You know, but he buttoned up his chin strap and, you know, threw five touchdowns, won them the game. I've been I've been on this show. I, it's on the record. I've talked about Baker Mayfield won't win you games, but you can win with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. There's a, there's a drastically yep. different thing there. He's not going to, yep. he's not going to like pull you to victory. He's not going to like, Hey guys, get on my back. You know what I mean? But he I'll, can I'll make sure you don't lose though. But you can win with him. You, yep. Exactly. He can, he can, you could build a game plan around him where he's going to be super efficient using that play action, throwing the deep ball. You know, it's, you're going to have times with Baker Mayfield where he's going to look like a number one pick and they, that's just the way it is. You know, I don't think this guy, yep. I think this guy's way better than, I think this guy's way better than Jamarcus Russell and all these other number one picks that kind of flamed out a little bit, you know, yeah. RG three and, and shit like he was number two, but, but yeah, I think Baker Mayfield is better than those guys. You know, it's just all about building, you know, and look, they've been doing the last couple of years. They've been doing what they can to build this offense around him to make it an unstoppable wrecking machine. And yeah. the reason that Baker Mayfield has been called into question so much is how can you not win with these pieces? You're have a double headed monster at literally every position. Yeah. And now li- literally every Browns position, are five. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, now the Browns are sitting at five and two. They're a lot like the bears. They're five and two and the bears are five and one. As we talk right now uh, mm. during the Monday night game, They're also getting dog walked right now. Who. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, so they're about to be five and two as well. Um, so like to, to me, I, I think the question is, is who are the Browns even at five and two, or are they a team that can go into Kansas city and win? Are they a team that can go into Baltimore win? Or are they just going to be a team that overachieves against teams they're supposed to? And then obviously gets just, just beaten the hell out of whenever they play a team of, of, of any real value. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a thought. Like, I mean, I mean, with the whole thing of that, too, is like we – I feel like with every passing year, we get bigger whispers of an OBJ, like, on the trade block sort of thing. Um, at what point do you deal him for some value and, and start building up depth, start building up, well, like, the O-line, like, some defensive help, you know? I, I honestly thought he was going to get traded this year, but I don't think Me you too. can trade somebody who's injured. I think yeah, I, I don't think you I can don't either. Think you can. So, so like you had Beckham, you probably were going to trade him. Let's be honest. Beckham probably wasn't going to survive on this Browns team another week or so. Yeah. That conversation. They were going to, sure. they were going to deal. him. Yeah. I think the conversation happens now 
depending on how the Brown, the rest of the season looks when they just have Landry and they just yep. have this Higgins kid and people's Jones, you know, like you just have these guys that like, how's Mayfield going to perform without OBJ? You know, when he's not trying to force the ball in there, when he, cause actually, that's the thing is what if it know, works? Distribute? I mean, I don't know what, what fucking, what, what choice. <laughs> what, what if it does? I mean, like, look, it was always going to come down to either Baker Mayfield or OBJ. I mean, I don't think anybody has any look. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. It, yeah. it always has, you know? And, uh, but now it's just like, so now they just kind of, the, the decision's kind of made for them. Yep. Look, let's see how Baker does. If he takes us to 10 and six, you know, I think this team can realistically go get 10 and six. Look, they're already halfway there. They got yeah. five wins. I'm sure there's five winnable games on their schedule. Yep. I'm sure they could go 10 and six, you know? So it's, it, it just all comes down to what kind of team identity you're going to have without a superstar like OBJ who hasn't been playing like a superstar. I heard some insane stat. He has 27 catches this year yeah. through seven weeks. 27 like only, only catches. like two That's touchdowns it. or something like that too. Like it's not like – yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's lot it like, like low targets, high like high production. It's like you're kind of playing like a number three receiver right now. Like you're not really Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um I don't know. I just think that uh I, I for for me Um I, for me, like look, there there's Beckham and uh it's just it, he was a top five receiver for a long time. And uh-huh. now I don't know. I don't know if I put him in that same category anymore. And a lot of it isn't his fault. I'm not going to sit here and say that it is. A lot of it is not his fault, but I mean, look, it, it, it kind of follows you around a little bit, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. that stench that, that everyone got in, in New York. And it kind of went away whenever you're Cleveland's kind of winning games and feeling good. And, you know, it's, Oh, it's all good in the hood. You know what I mean? But I think with Odell, man, like the question's going to be, how does this team respond? How does this team finish the season? And then after that, you know, is it like, is this even worth the headache? You know, if we can win without them. Yep. I mean, honestly, let's like, deal them. Let's get some cash value for him. I'm going to, honestly, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to say no, um, which is a bummer. Cause I do like OBJ a lot. Genuinely. Um, yeah, I just don't yeah. think that the that the Cleveland experiment has worked. Not that it's been this colossal failure. It just hasn't um it just hasn't reaped the rewards that we that 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 Cleveland and the NFL was expecting. I mean, I think and I think yeah. because of that, they have to go get some value and make some depth on this team and try and make something gel a little bit better. Yeah, like um look. Um I don't know. So Again, I moved to Cleveland. I thought Pittsburgh had the worst fan base. I thought the Steelers had the worst fan base in the NFL. I was wrong. It's Cleveland. But here, I mean, I kind of feel bad for Beckham because I, I feel like yeah. the last couple of years, it's almost diminished his superstar status, if you will, a little bit. And I kind of feel yeah. bad because the guy's got talent for days. You know what yep. I mean? So it's just like. When he produces, like I, on those I, games that he takes over the game, he's a top three wide receiver. Easy. Easy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And look, cause you can do anything with him. He's a weapon. You can run the ball yep. with him. You can, you know, he can catch it or, or do whatever. Can throw? You know? so, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, he threw a touchdown pass this year. Got me some stellar fantasy points. So, um, 
But look, the Browns come out victorious, and now it's just going to be coming down the stretch here. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to keep up that momentum and keep taking teams out, you know what I mean, and, and kind of keep that steamroller going a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I mean, I we're, we're going to find out, though, because obviously they got to play Pittsburgh again. they got to play Baltimore again, so those are going to be two marquee games where you're going to really circle them and be like, look, these are the measuring stick games. These are the games you have to win if you yeah. want to take it to the next level. So, yep. Um, but we'll go from one AFC North team to another. And this team, I think uh, a lot of people tout as the best team in football. I will actually agree with that. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers and, the, and they took on the Tennessee Titans. And I got to tell you, Shane, they got out big in this game. They got a 27 to seven. It's a 20 point lead for those mathematicians at home that are following along 27 to seven, the Titans fight back. And then Steven Goskowski obviously misses the field goal, right? Yeah, I think he, that was the most foregone he, delusion I've ever seen. He has to get cut. It, like Dude, that's it. this is two games now, again, not like one person doesn't win or lose a game, but what this one person has heavily like impacted two games for the negative. Um, so I, I think that they have to start be look like looking at different kickers here because for someone who's allegedly clutch like him, he is not playing well. He is not. Well, I gotta tell well. you this. I gotta tell you this. Uh, the Titans. I believe the Titans win that game if it goes to overtime. No, 100%, because Derrick yeah. Henry just because Derrick Henry just started revving the engine up. And let's and not forget as well defense, that Steelers team looked like garbage at the end of that game. They did. And that defense was getting soft, you know, bend but don't break kind of shit. But yep. Derrick Henry, man, Derrick Henry was starting to get a full steam ahead. And that guy's scary fast for how big yep. he is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But um and and so look, I Ryan Tannehill has the Miami Dolphins just following him around like the fucking plague, dude. And this guy is playing like an MVP currently. I never thought I would say he, that Ryan Tannehill has the potential to win the MVP, but I, I'm saying it now. I'm saying it right here on the show. Well, Week that's a, literally what I was, was going to say is like being down 20, it's easy to let a game just go. You know, it's easy for that to get super, super ugly. But I think it's, it spoke a lot to how real the Titans actually are. Um, staying in that game and battling back because that's um yeah that that's that's the sign of an actual quality real football team see i'm super super impressed by the titans team to be honest with you mike vrabel is just just seems like the kind of coach that'll get you motivated he'll give you a kick in the ass like he he knows coach so yeah for real so um and then on the other side, look, Ben Roethlisberger didn't have his best outing yesterday. Shane, a known no way, a known, no way, a known Roethlisberger critic, even though he has led his team to five and zero. He has, or he has not led point. our team to five and zero, but proceed oh, for crying out loud. You know, I think that you'd be singing an entirely different story if Mason Rudolph was playing quarterback right now. Do you think the Do you think the Steelers would be six and zero? Well. I mean, I don't think six and zero, but like they're still over five hundred with Mason Rudolph on the field. I think, I like, I I don't think that people ridiculous are, after what I don't think, saw. I don't think that this team, like this defense, is given the credit it deserves because this defense is stingy, um, and it, it keeps them in this point, like in in the in games like this, um, and it keeps them competitive. We're going to slowly, we're going to slowly and methodically wear you down until one day on this show, 
you will announce that you think Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, Ben Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but it's going to be a first very, ballot, baby. He's not going to be first ballot. There's no way. Um, oh, but he's, man. He, it's I going to be a wait. very very hollow Hall of, Hall of Fame speech from him to me. I think. Oh fuck, Ryan. So to uh, the alleged women that I had allegedly. Uh, you know, came on to, I, I apologize. Look, I'm a Roethlisberger guy, man. I'm a Roethlisberger guy through and through. Look, we all make mistakes, Ben. It's okay, buddy. That is okay. I'm just kidding. I can't what about throw three? Like that off. I think the guy's, <laughs> yes, I think the guy's guilty as fuck. Roth, ben Roethlisberger's guilty as hell. And he had it written all over his face. And it's a joke that, that he yep. didn't get convicted of anything. But, I'm not talking about Ben Roethlisberger off the field. I'm talking about Ben Roethlisberger on the field. Look, off the field violations don't keep you out of the Hall of Fame, buddy. The only yeah. on the field they'll keep you. From, they'll keep you from a first ballot, though. Say it won't. Well, you know, crying out loud, but say it won't. Uh, look, beep. Look, we can beep, keep. We can beep. Beep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, I've been Roethlisberger the first battle Hall of Famer. If you don't agree with me at Collective View on Twitter, let me know. But I, I, I just don't know how you don't think Ben Roethlisberger is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he's got two Super Bowl rings. The guy doesn't – you've never seen Ben Roethlisberger go 4-12, and 5-11, and 3-13. You've never seen that. You but know? He, he inherited that, though. He's playing for the Steelers. The Steelers don't oh, Jesus go. Jesus Christ. Here we go. Here we go. I can't wait for this fucking argument where Tomlin won a Super Bowl with Cowers players. I'm ready. Go ahead. Sing this old well, fucking it, song and dance. It is it is he true. That is what this. happened. Like I like he look, inherited I, will, I will admit I will admit I've come around on Mike Tomlin. I like Mike Tomlin now. But elephant in the room, he did not build this team. You cannot look me this dead team, in the eye and say that. Hold on. You can, uh, this team in 2020, I can because Bill Cowher's been well, retired for 15 fucking years. Yes, Shane. And, and when were the Super Bowls? Not within the last 10 years. Well, they got um, one two, or they went to one in 2010. Again, when they that's played, ten, that's a decade they, ago. Um, they lost. They lost to a friend of the show, Sam Romeberg, Sam Romesburg's dear Green Bay Packers. You know. Yeah, but like. We've seen a drastic drop off. Look, I like Tomlin now. I am on the Tomlin train, but, um, yeah, we can't be tout like. I don't think that it's a coincidence that that team being heavy, heavy, heavy hitters in the conference. Um, I don't think that them kind of dropping off there is a coincidence. I don't. Oh, Shane, you naive, naive man. <laughs> I can't believe what I'm fucking hearing right now. You think Bill Cower is still resonating through the Pittsburgh locker room and some kind of like telekinesis is going well, on. At, that at like, this point, no. At this point, no. But I think 12, 13 years ago, yes. Well, yeah, okay. I'm not making that argument, so but the argument you me? were making, look, I, that's irregardless. The argument you were making was that in 2020, Cowers players were still like no, having I, an effect on. I wasn't saying this. that. I was saying that the the talent drop off is is a direct correlation of this You're is right. now this because is now Bill Cowher team. found 
you're right, because Bill Cower found Le'Veon Bell. Bill Cower found Antonio Brown. Bill Cower found this <laughs> fucking Chase Claypool anymore. <laughs> They're still when they played for the team. Okay, before Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets and got absolutely just forgotten about. You forget Shane. He averaged the most yards per scrimmage in NFL history. History. So history, th- Shane. Where's the Super Bowl ring? Oh, for Christ's sake! Irrelevant. You're the one that. Hold on, hold on. Yo, if you're if you're telling me Super Bowls don't matter, you're out of your fucking mind, man. You're the one that's saying right, Super right, actually, Bowls don't matter. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like it's you're ridiculous. Saying, you're saying to his think. average rushing yards equates to a Super Bowl ring? I don't think so. Well, look. Okay, not you're not going to win the Super Bowl every goddamn year, Shane. Hey, that's when you're not in how it works, buddy. When you're in Sixburg, that's the expectation. Jesus Christ, Sixburg. Look, when Dan Kreider was playing fullback, um, I was very excited to be a Steelers fan. But no, I'm just saying, like, man, to me, like, look, it's ridiculous to think that, look, I'll give you that 08 Super Bowl was probably Cowers players, you know? Yeah. I'll give you that that 08 Super Bowl win. I mean, but look, I think that, you you give Ben Roethlisberger such a fucking hard time in this show, and I never understand it. I never understand it because this guy has led the Steelers Hasn't to two led. Super Bowl rings. Doesn't oh, look, <laughs> the defenses in these the defenses on those two teams weren't that fucking good. They weren't that good. They weren't eighty five Bears good. They weren't two thousand Ravens good. I mean, they were pretty they dang were, good though. I mean, they were probably top ten. But the way you're fucking talking about it, okay, but the way you're talking, whenever Maurice Jones-Drew hit the hole, he just hit a brick wall. He just fell down because this team doesn't let any yards up. This team is the single reason they won the fucking Super Bowl. It's crazy. And that's Blitzburg, baby. Jesus Christ, Shane. They had Jerome Bettis. They had Heinz Ward. Ben, you know, Ben Roethlisberger. Heath Miller. Kimo Von Olofen. Alan Fanica. Look, I know I was there. Me to I, keep I've going? lived through it, but but this Steelers team reminds me of that 08 team. This Steelers team this year reminds me of that 2018. I could see that. And here, here, I'll look, I'll put this on the record. Whether you they think, win a Super, if they okay, if they go to the AFC Championship game on air, I will take all of this back. What? And hold me to the word. I'm not going to say he's a first wow. Hall of Famer, but if if he if they go to an AFC Championship game, I will take all of it back. That, that you think that Ben Roethlisberger is a very serviceable NFL quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I've always said he's. I'm. I'm I've. I'll agree to serviceable. He's not elite. If he goes to the AFC title game, Shane, you will come on this show and you will say Ben Roethlisberger is an elite quarterback. Deal. Deal. Okay, you heard it here first on the Heel Turn Collective <laughs> podcast. Very exciting. Breaking news here. We're going to get Shane to admit that Ben Roethlisberger is an elite quarterback. So everyone Spoiler in the world, alert, please cheer for Because they're the not going to win the AFC championship game. Oh, they have to win? I thought they just had to get to it. Well, regardless, they're not going to get there either way, but... Uh, ridiculous, but uh, all right. So we'll revisit this in January, and we'll see where we're at with it. So uh, I can't wait for Shane to eat his own words. It's going to be hilarious. But there was one other game I wanted to cover uh, before we kind of, you know, 
talk about week eight a little bit, the big headlines going into that. And uh, this game on Sunday night, Shane, I got to tell you, you've been on the Cardinals bandwagon. Um, you've been on the can- Cardinals bandwagon pretty much all year. So yep. I got to give you kudos for that. You yeah, know, I know. You, look, I, I don't think Kyler Murray – I don't think Kyler Murray was shit coming out of college. I was like, this guy's yeah. just going to be a another Baker Mayfield, for sure. you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, but it looks like the kid can ball for sure. Yep. Um, he, he had three hundred. He shows signs of whenever he's in the open field and scrambling, he has that Michael Vick thing about him, where he's never actually down. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and look, he he played he played Russell Wilson who. You know, Russell Wilson is, is kind of the same quarterback in stature and, and yep. everything else, you know. And Playing style, so, the, both like the quick, the quick, like scrambly gunslingers. Yeah. And uh, they can both throw the ball. Look, there was a couple of times in this game where Russell Wilson threw a deep pass to Tyler Lockett. And I was just like, Patrick Peterson just threw his hands up in the air because he's like, how can I fucking cover this guy any better? <laughs> I'm on him like a fucking blanket, because that's and yeah. the guy's just dropping the ball. Yeah, Ru- Russell's like, unbelievable at just dropping it into the bread basket from just from the, the the Megatron or like not Megatron the the Jumbotron dude. It's insane. Imagine being imagine being a wide receiver and just seeing that ball plummeting towards your arms. Yeah, how exciting yep. is that? I you know what I'm saying. I literally like, can't even imagine like, um, which then, also just solidifies the fact that DK Metcalf is going to be beyond elite um for the, for years to come w- with Russell Wilson uh, slinging the rock. Yeah, speaking of my boy DK Metcalf, can we talk about that motherfucker for a minute? Uh Buda Baker picks off dude. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh Buda Baker picks off Russell Wilson and look, there's nothing between him and the end zone but imagination, bro. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing. He's running wide and all of a sudden you see a fucking gazelle running yep. through a field. There's DK Metcalf. He's 15 yards behind this guy. Yep. 15 yards, and he catches up to him. He Look, he ran DK on that Metcalf. Play, um, he, uh, someone said on that play he ran like 115 yards. Yeah, and he because ran. He came from he the far side 20, of the field. Yeah, and he reached 22 miles an hour. <laughs> he was running 20. Okay, so hold on here. This cat is 6'5". This cat's 6'5", 230, and he can run like that. That's freakish. That's not even real. Dude, Patrick Peterson was on the radio today, and he said that after after DK just blew by him, he said, Buddha, you're on your own because (laughs) I can't catch you. And I guess Buddha Baker was celebrating, looked up at the Jumbotron and noticed this fucking guy was right behind him. <laughs> he couldn't fucking believe it. He thought he left everybody in the dust, man. And then and you brought up a good DK point Metcalf. as well. You you brought up a good point as well. The Cardinal or the Cardinals didn't score on that drive. They didn't. It, that's the thing. The C- Seattle stopped him on fourth down on that drive. He saved fucking seven points, ended up losing the game. It didn't matter. But like yeah. What a hustle play, dude. What a yep. fucking hustle play, man. Yeah. Look, I mean, God, criminy Christmas. Like, the guy was fucking streaking, man. Yep. Like, whew. The, the thing mean, that blew my I'm mind was like, his strides fucking... were insane. Like, it wasn't even just that dude. he was moving fast. He was covering ground with each step. 
What like it was like fuck, man? it was like with every step he was covering like ten, like five yards. It was insane. I think the th- I think the thing that scares me the most is if I was trying to run away from that motherfucker, catch me two steps, <laughs> you know, like two steps and snatch. Oh, I got Lance. I'd love, to see, this, I'd love to see the situation where DK Metcalf is chasing you down. Um, <laughs> Jesus but, Christ, what a Mastercard commercial that is in the making. <laughs> um, but the thing Yo, about DK, game, though, what up? The, the thing about this game that really, really surprised me, that, or not surprised me, but um, A, I think this is one of the best football games I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, uh, High praise. Bl- like, unbelievable game, I think. Um, I think, Shane, I think it, Shane, your new nickname is Lives in the Moment Riley. That's you. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Um, but no, the uh, I think the Cardinals proved that they might be actually a real football team here. Um because, I mean, it's not like the, the Seahawks played bad. Um, I, I think that we saw a good Seahawks team, and I saw I think we saw a, a good young Cardinals team step up to the plate here. Look, uh, I think that uh, I, I told you a little bit uh, last week. I, I have a feeling the entire NFC West is going to get into the playoffs. Ooh. Seattle's 5-1. and one, mm-hmm. Arizona's 5-2. and two. Mm-hmm. The Rams are going to be five and two after tonight when they beat the Bears, and San Francisco's four and three. That's a fucking that's a that's a division, bro. That's a division, like, yeah. Like if the 49ers win next week, they'll be five and three and in last place. That's like, insane. <laughs> like how that that fucking division is insanity, man. And yep. look, the Bears are getting absolutely decimated. the The Bears are the most fraudulent five and one team I've ever yep. seen. 100 so fraudulent like and w- while watching on, this man. game i literally got like we getting text messages here from our friend jeff uh at what point uh does mitch trubisky come back in um i don't think yeah. he does um I-, I think at this point they're no. married to the nick Foles experiment but yep because um, they're paying him like 70 million dollars yep or some yeah. ridiculous fucking number but no yeah the, the bears but, are a fraud dude 100 they're a fucking fraud in the making but um, I just think the NFC West, man, is super strong. I think any of those teams could go to Kansas City and win. I think any of them Ooh. can. You know, well, maybe not Arizona. Arizona well, still to me, Arizona to me is still a soft five and two. Yeah, they're soft. Like they um, haven't really they 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 beat they beat Russell Wilson, and I give you kudos. You know they were undefeated team and all that, but Russell Wilson made some back breaking decisions and so very un, don't un- Russell Wilson things happened. Yeah. You don't see him throwing interceptions in overtime. Mm-hmm. Like he threw a big time pick. Yep. So they got some help. Okay. Like the, the Cardinals got some help and, and I get it. Like that's how you win games, but I, I don't think it's as, as impressive as some other people would say. I do like, I think the Cardinals are a good team, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I don't think that there are anything to like, I don't think it's anything that gets my like engine revving up or anything. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. I feel that. My engine but, is uh, revving on the Cardinals, but I feel that. But but look, man, we could talk about this all fucking day because the NFC West is really just the badass, um, just the badass con or division, I guess, in the NFL right now. But um, I just want to do some housekeeping uh, on Week Seven here. Talk about some other headlines before we get into Week Eight and make our picks for that week. But uh, just to ca- kind of cap it off, the Giants had the Eagles down, man, on Thursday night. The Giants had him down. Daniel Jones makes an 80-yard run and fucking trips 
over and literally two falls feet over for seemingly no reason. Uh, Dude, <laughs> honestly, like I'm dead serious. I've my man. I've never blazing. seen a sloppier end of the game. Also. Yeah. I don't um, know what the fuck, dude. Because what the Giants had like what like was it like two or three like fifteen yard penalties on that last drive defensively? Yes, something hilarious. And, like, God, like I'll never fucking understand the NFC East, dude. Never yeah. fucking understand it. Yep. But uh, then in Carolina, New Orleans, Carolina lined up to kick a sixty-five yard field goal to be the longest field goal in NFL history Ambitious. to win the game. <laughs> God damn, son. Cam Jordan said that he was on the line saying, you ain't going to make this, and he definitely missed it. So a <laughs> uh, big shout-out to that. Last week I took the Jets, and you laughed at me, Shane. They were up 10 nothing against the Bills. They ultimately lose 18-10. to But you know what? I'll still take kind of a half a W because yeah, – Have fun with your participation help- like award on that one because that's – half a W is not a full W. Half a W is a V, baby. Um, well, they they left the bill. They kept the Bills out of the end zone, held them to six field goals. So look, the Jets pick not so crazy. They only well, they only lost by eight this week. Here's my thing. Here, um, all of a sudden, um, this is gonna gonna kind of be my hot take here for the week. Um, well, one of them, but uh, I think the Bills are spiraling. Um, I think all of a sudden Josh Allen no longer the MVP race. I think that I, I think that that team's on, closer on the verge of them crumbling than them stepping up into the upper echelon of the of the league. I think they're in trouble. Actually, you want a hot take pre hot takes before we get into it next week? We're going to talk next week about halfway MVP and hot takes for the rest of the year and things like that. Here's an early hot take for you, boy. It's a little sneak preview, if you will. Mm-hmm. A little sneak preview. The Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. Yep. Yep. That's my hot take. That's my hot take number one. I think the Dolphins are going to win that fucking division. You watch. Yeah. They're going to put two in. They're going to go fucking 10 and six. You watch. (laughs) It's going to be hilarious. But yeah, I got to agree with you, man. Josh Allen does not look like the Josh Allen we saw earlier in the season at all. So I don't know what the hell is going on with him, but goddamn son, they better write the ship quick. Yep. Talking about writing the ship. We mentioned it a little bit earlier. Washington beats Dallas 25-3. to Dallas looked fucking hideous in this game. <laughs> hideous in this fucking game, right? Totally fucking legal hit on Andy Dalton, uh, you know, but uh, no, again, that guy should be suspended for multiple weeks. But um, yep. I, I don't know. Like, they, the, the perfect replay that they show there was that when Andy Dalton started his slide, the guy's head wasn't even up because he was already diving at him. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's incriminating evidence if I've ever seen it's it. It's not this ideal. Totally was, yeah, he's trying to kill poor, you know, the Red Hammer. Our friend, Andy trying Dalton. He's trying to murder him on live television. Exactly. So uh, big shout out to the Cowboys, though, looking like complete horse shit. Um, the Packers and the Texans. Aaron Rodgers fundamentally dismantled this, human, this Houston defense. Uh, Devontae Adams. Fuck, man. He had a first half that put me in utter disarray yep. in my fantasy league, let me just tell you. Um, but look, I, I are the Packers the Packers went from pretenders to contenders real fucking quick, didn't they? Like that I, if I that Packers ever team there's unstoppable. I don't know if I don't know if they were ever pretenders. They had that off week for sure. Um but I, I think this Packers team is gonna be one of the NFC contenders for a Super Bowl. This team looks fantastic. 
Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers went to Las Vegas and played the Raiders, and they just look like an unstoppable machine. And the, we didn't the Raiders had, their, had their, their practice squad offensive line in, basically. Um, yeah, well, look, uh, that has no bearing on the fact that Tampa Bay is about to sign Antonio Tampa, Brown. Tampa does look good. Jesus Christ. And they're about to add Antonio Brown. Can you imagine Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and fucking Antonio Brown? And that receiving core. Come on, man. It's not um, even fucking fair. Uh, the thing I'm curious about that one is, is that too many cooks in the kitchen at that point? Well, look, Tom Brady. Yeah, only one way to find straight. out. It's not so. like you're playing with fucking. Well, look, it's not like you're playing with Blake Bortles, a quarterback. Okay. True. This is Tom fucking Brady. He's Very won true. six Super Bowls. <laughs> You know, speaking of Blake Bortles, got signed by Denver, didn't even play a fucking game. Sorry, Blake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you hate to uh, see it. Chief, <laughs> speaking of the Broncos, the Chiefs went into Denver. It was snowing like a motherfucker, and they just went in there, didn't even break a sweat. And you yep. break a fucking sweat. That, like, this ain't nothing. That running back um, that isn't Le'Veon Bell that they have, the Edwards Alaire, um, Yeah. I kind of love him. I love how he runs the ball, to be honest with you. Um, uh, I, I'm a big Le'Veon Bell guy. Obviously Shane isn't, um, yeah, I mean, so I look, I, I'm fully, I'm fully behind Le'Veon Bell, but yes, Edwards, Alaire, Clyde Edwards, Alaire is just really, that's quite uh, the two headed running forward. attack, quite the two headed yes, running attack. And the last team that fucking needed a good running game is Kansas city. <laughs> Cause now they're going to be fucking unstoppable. Now, yeah, now, now you're running into what made because I'm not I'm not anti Le'Veon Bell. Fun fact. Um, but um, you're running into the territory that made Le'Veon Bell such a weapon in Pittsburgh. You actually had a, a good passing game, like great receivers around him. So it's super like you literally can't load the box on him because what you're going to let Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, and uh, Travis Kelsey like one on one. Like I, I'm just saying. If Kansas City gets the play action going, Tyreek Hill's going to be 30 yards open. Yep. Look. Yep. There's Tyreek Hill, there's Tyreek Hill streaking down the field once we, again. I'm like, going to another bold prediction on this one. I'm going to I'm going to suspect that we're going to see a 600 total yards of offense game from Kansas City this this year. We're going to see something crazy uh, yeah. for them. It's going to be something fucking ridiculous. But, and there's a uh, part of my brain that actually the 700 number almost came out of my mouth whenever I said that, too. Yeah, for real. Um, staying in the AFC West, I got four words for you, Shane. Justin Herbert has arrived. Yep. This kid is the real deal. Yep. Okay, you put some weapons around him. I think the Chargers can win a fucking Super Bowl. If we're I'd agree with that. I'd agree with it. He, the the kid, thing that gets me is the poise. The, the way he yeah. just kind of stands in and just slings the ball is unbelievable, I think. No, I get it. I get it for all the pundits out there. I get it was Jacksonville, and Jacksonville kind of sucks. I get that. <laughs> they look like another terrible team in fucking football. <laughs> Boy, you want to talk about, I mean, just some putrid fucking football being played. Jacksonville would be right up there. Yep. Um, They're definitely quarterback hunting in the draft this year because obviously – Wait, Gardner you don't Minshew, think that Mar- or Gardner Minshew is the real deal and he's going to win them four Super Bowls and – Minshew Mania and blah blah blah. You were the, you were a big proponent of Minshew Mania. Not I me. A, I was a big propo- proponent of marketing is going to keep him on that team, um, which it did. Okay. Um. Okay. Fair enough. 
Yeah. But the Chargers go in there and kick ass uh, 39-29, which I didn't even know the Chargers could score 39 points. So that's actually the first time that. that that score has ever happened in NFL history. Fun fact. Yes, I 39 to 29. <laughs> yes, yes. My dad actually called me and told me that, and then he said he actually was physically there for another game that had a first. He went to a Chargers-Steeler game once and ended 11 to 10. Yikes. How? What a, what a score. What a score. Um. And then to cap off week seven, it was the 49ers and the Patriots. Your boy Cam Newton looked like dog shit, man. Yeah, it did not look like, good. Did not look good. Look, he even came out and admitted today. He said that, uh, look, if he keeps playing like that, it's going to be a permanent benching. He gets benched in the third quarter for your boy Jarrett Stidham. Who tripped while trying to hand the football off. But, mm. Mm. <sighs> I mean, beautiful, beautiful what's going on here. So, um, Look, now now the question is being begged. Is it more Belichick or more Brady? Right now it looks like it's more Brady than anything. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He has yeah. more weapons. I mean, he's got more weapons, but but man, he looks awfully good sitting at five and two when the Patriots are just looking like they might not even fucking make the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So I I mean they're gonna, gonna sneak in. Fresh. They're gonna sneak in for sure. But yeah, they definitely have to they have to fix some things this season for sure. Yep. So but, I mean, yeah, Shane, that kind of wraps up week seven, buddy. And mm-hmm. as we kind of go in to week eight, we do it every week. We do our picks. And I got to say, man, I got to say, last week, not a good week for me, a better week for you. But let me just get this – let me just get the elephant out of the room right now. We talked about it a little bit earlier. I took the Jets and an upset pick to beat the Bills, okay? And I took the loss like a man, okay? I took that L. You put that on me and I took it, all right? But mark my words, I will pick the Jets again this year. You don't know when, you don't know where. Well, knowing you, I will select knowing you, Jets. you're going to freaking pick them this upcoming week, aren't you? Uh, no, because there's funny <laughs> anecdotes about that game that we're going to talk about as we get into the picks. <laughs> but Shane, let's just start it off right off the bat. Thursday night. Well, actually, you know what? Before we get into that, before we get into that, I forgot to go over the records. I am four and eight this week. Shane is seven and five. He has caught me in the overall ratings, people. Shane Stradamus lives. We are seriously neck and neck in the standings. So that's a very interesting note to keep in you know keep in mind. Now, with that being said, it's time for our week eight predictions. We do it every week here on the Hero Turn Collective Podcast, and we're going to do it again right now. Starting with Thursday night, Shane, the Falcons travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Both teams coming off heartbreaking losses. Who you got? The Falcons or the Panthers? Um, the Panthers. Um, easy one on this one because I, I, at this point, I straight up think that the Falcons don't know how to win a football game. Um, it's not about preparation. It's not about um, talent. It's about straight up they don't know how to win a football game. So I'm going Panthers on this one. I, I feel it. I will also take the Panthers in this game because I am so sick playing or picking this fucking team i'm so sick of it the panthers are going to win this game and i don't think it's going to be close either uh the vikings travel to green bay the vikings look absolutely putrid as well the packers coming off one of the most impressive performances this year shane who you got vikings or packers um packers easily packers easily hammer it um heel rogers is going to put on a show too my upset pick of the week is right here, buddy. Minnesota is going to go to Green Bay and win this game. I'm telling you, I just got a feeling. How I'm confident a are you in that? Gambler. 
Uh, I'm about, <laughs> believe it or not, about 70-30. I'm a degenerate gambler. I will take Minnesota because I just think that that the, the pack – I think it's going to be a close one, but it's going to be a heartbreaker for, the, for Green Bay, and I will come back next week and, and tout my victory. So, big shout-out to Minnesota making me look like a genius. So, next we have the Titans and the Bengals. Look, let's just get this out of the way right now. The Titans are going to win this game. What says you, Shane? Um, the Titans buy a thousand on this. Um, we're talking about how horrible that defense is, and King Henry is going to run for four thousand yards on them. Yeah, yeah, I can feel it. Uh, look, Tr- Derrick Henry is uh, ridiculous the way that he runs the football, and Cincinnati's just not very good. So, I think that the Titans win this game, and again, um, I don't think this one's really that close. You want to talk about not close, Shane? We're going to talk about this next game and the 22-point spread that is on this game at an NFL game. The Jets go to Kansas City. Yes, the Jets travel to Kansas City. Do I even need to say it, Shane? Who's going to win this game? Um, I think this might be the game where the Chiefs put up 600, if not 700 points, or 700 total yards. Also, maybe points. Who knows? Um... This is going to – we might see our first ever mercy roll in the NFL on this game. I really, really think so. You know, I I was tempted to pick the Jets. I, was I know you were, you psychopath. But I'm definitely taking the Chiefs in this game. I think they, they're they going to dog watch the Jets, and it's going to be hilarious. Like, this is going to be like the – I think it's going to be the ugliest loss in NFL history, I think. This is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, just when we think that, the Jets won 17-14. So. Um, <laughs> Next, the Colts travel to Detroit. Detroit coming off that shitty, shitty win this week against the Atlanta Falcons. Taking on the Colts. We're off a bye. We have no fucking idea who they are. Shane, who you got? The Colts are the line. This is the underachiever bowl for sure. Um, uh, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Um, the Colts are going to win um, because, wow, I just, okay. because I just picked them. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will also take the Colts in this game. I don't think the Lions have enough in them to win two weeks in a row. Big shout-out to Rob. Um, I don't think they have enough in them to win two in a row, so I'm also going to take the Colts here. The Colts are a quarterback away from being, like, a standout AFC team. True. And I'm not talking about old man Rivers. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, an actual, you know. Yeah, somebody like that. So, um, I will also take the Colts in this game. Mm-hmm. Next, we have probably the game of the week again. The Steelers travel to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I'm taking the Steelers in this game, Shane. Who are you taking? Um, I'm also going to go Steelers on this one. Um, I think that the Ravens team, has, the Ravens team has kind of showed a little bit of a. They're not as superhero esque as people talked going into the season. Obviously, the show we've been pretty skeptical of Baltimore. Um, I just think the Steelers are a little bit more of a put together football team than the Ravens at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the Steelers, too. I, I think, I, again, I, I think they're going to stay undefeated. and just. Um, I think it'll be close, but I think the Steelers will take this one, mm-hmm. and then the Baltimore will take the next one. Yep. Uh, next, we have the Rams and the Dolphins. Shane, this game is sneaky good. Who you got in this one? Um, I agree with this one. I would actually – I think this is going to be one of the most interesting games of the week. Um, I'm going to go Rams on this one um, solely because I'm watching – as we speak right now, I'm watching the Rams pick apart uh, Nick Foles. Um, so I, I, I just think the combination of that defense just being a little bit 
super, super confident right now mixed with the the, the bright lights for the first time um, of Tua starting. I think the Rams are going to get the better of it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to take the Dolphins in this game. Mm. I think the Dolphins are underrated good. I, I could go Tua, either way on this really one for good. sure. Yeah, I, th- I am going to take the Dolphins here in a slight upset. I think the Dolphins are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. So yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting. This is definitely going to be a game to watch. Uh, the Patriots travel to Buffalo to take on two teams. That, who the fuck are they, Shane? Yeah. Uh, but uh, in this one, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Who? What says you, my friend? Um, I'm going to go Patriots on this one. Um, mm. I think that I think the old Bills going to right the ship here, and I, th- I think they're going to pull this one out. It's going to be interesting either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this game is kind of a toss-up, but but I'll take the Bills and Shane will take the Patriots. So uh, next we have Las Vegas traveling to Cleveland to take on the old Browns. Browns obviously coming off that big time win. Shane, maybe we'll see Mariota in this game. Uh, maybe. You mean Goda first of all. Um, but I think I'm leaning Raiders on this one. Um, I, I like this. Despite the Buccaneers' blowout, I really think the Raiders are, are kind of trending upwards this season. Um, and we just don't know what Browns team we're going to get flat out. Yeah, I mean, are we going to get consistent or inconsistent uh, Baker Mayfield? Until I know that, I'm also going to take the Raiders because I don't know what Baker Mayfield... Now, I could be completely wrong, and they could go out there and dominate the Raiders, and we could just come back next week and be like, we were wrong, but until I see... Well, first see of all, we're, we're going to say we told you. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it works here. But uh, <laughs> as soon as I see Baker Mayfield string along some wins, then I'll then I'll feel comfortable taking them. Um, but here I just think the Raiders are going to are gonna win the game. So uh, next it, it starts the 4-0-5 games. We have the Chargers traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. Justin Herbert looks good. Drew Locke looks kind of average. Shane, who you got in the AFC West matchup? I'm going to be real. I think this is going to be Chargers, and I think it's going to be ugly. The Broncos are not good at football at all. Um, yeah, and I just think the Chargers are gonna are gonna dog walk them. I think. Yeah. Um, look, I I'm also going to take the Chargers here very cautiously. I'm about 50-50 on this game because the Chargers always underwhelm. Uh, but this may be a new era with Justin Herbert and everything. So I will take I will take the Chargers caution cautiously, optimistic that they're gonna win. Uh, next, we have the Saints go, traveling to Chicago. Chicago's currently getting their weenie stamped on Monday Night Football right now. Um, but Shane, do you think they bounce back, and do you think they beat the Saints next week? Nope, um, absolutely not. Um, the Saints are going to win this one, and I would not be surprised if we see a Mitch Trubisky sighting on this game. You just said earlier that you said... You don't think you're going to see him ever again. I know, but in that time, he threw or falls through another interception. So, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I will also take the Saints. I don't think the Bears are going to amount to much. So, <laughs> I'm also going to take the Saints in this game. Next, we have a key NFC West matchup: the 49ers and the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off that heartbreaking loss to Arizona this week. Shane, do you think the 49ers going to Seattle and beat them? Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, the Seahawks are gonna are gonna win this one for sure. Um, I think it'll be a close one. It won't be a blowout, but um, I think the Seahawks are just gonna bounce back on this. And I think I'm I'm really I'm gonna kind of put this one as a DK Metcalf is gonna put a big old stamp on this one. I think. 
Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to take the 49ers in this game. I think they're riding some momentum. You know, they've won a couple of games now, and Garoppolo's kind of starting to get back to form a little bit. So I think it'll be a slugfest. It'll be close, but I'll, I'll take the 49ers in this game. Just because the Seahawks looked very vulnerable last week. I think the 49ers are good enough to kind of exploit some of his weaknesses. So we'll see what happens, though. Uh, but then we got Sunday night snooze fest, as I'd like to call it. We got Dallas traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Yikes, this is a Sunday night game. <laughs> Shane, who you got, the Cowboys or the Eagles? I'm going to go Eagles, and there's a part of me that's even thinking calling a tie on this one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Eagles solely because we've seen – Without Dak Prescott, the Cowboys literally can't even spell offense. Um, My so, boy yeah, Ben DiNucci. Be... <laughs> Is he getting the start the officially? Ben uh, well, after that hit, Andy Dalton takes. You think he's going to be in the fucking? You think he's going to be in next week? Uh, no. Um, I mean, that's no. Also, that's bold easy. prediction on ben this. Bold prediction on this. I think we might see Legatron take some snaps at quarterback next week. Um, Jesus All right. Anyway, and, I think anyway, the, the Eagles were winning. <laughs> yeah, I think the Cowboys definitely, definitely lose this game. I'm taking the Eagles too. Um, I just don't think Dallas has any. Yeah, I don't think Dallas has any shot. Uh, I will not pick Dallas for the rest of the season. I think they're going to go two and fourteen. And then to cap it off on Monday night, it's Tampa Bay. It's the Giants. This is a Monday night game. This is a Monday night game. I mean that for some that reason juggernaut. Look, that juggernaut matchup, Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, everyone's clamoring for it. Okay, on Monday night, Shane, who you got? You got the Bucks, or do you got the Giants? It's it going to be Tampa Bay. Are you kidding me? Tom Brady in prime time, it's going to yeah, be Yeah, I think Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay also wins this game. And I don't think this one's close either. No, no. Nope. Because Tampa Bay looks like a, an unstoppable wrecking machine. So, um... Look, I think the Buccaneers win, and I think this one gets ugly quick. Um, you got to start asking yourself the same question in New York that you do in uh, Cincinnati. You kind of sit Daniel Jones, who's taking an ass, absolute ass with him this year. You know, do you kind of protect him for the next couple of years? I, you know, and I don't think teams would do that, even though I think logistically it makes sense if you're a really, really bad football team. Um, I mean, I, I think to me the brain would say yes, but I'm going to assume that they're not going to, and they're just going to – instead they're just going to let him just get clobbered when he doesn't need to be. So that's my prediction yeah. on that one. Wow, I mean, just great analysis here on the <laughs> Turn podcast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that brings us to the end of the Week 8 picks. Next week we have a kind of cool show. We're going to do a halfway MVP we're going to do halfway, just all the categories, mm -hmm. and then we're going to do our hot takes for the rest of the year. It's going to be a real blast, so make sure you join us. Obviously, we're going to have the Week 9 picks and everything like that as well. But before we get out of here, Shane, it's heel of the week time, buddy. And this week was kind of an easy one. Yep. I sent you a picture this morning. You laughed at me and said it was not real, but I said it's very real. The heel of the week this week is my man, Senator Mitch McConnell, lying to the mother lying to the American people like a motherfucker, man. I got to tell you, he's lying to the American people because his hand is black as fuck. His yep. hand is black, straight up black. It's, if you haven't seen his hand, go on Google, type it in. Not, not, like in a, not in like a nail polish kind of way, like in a rigor mortis kind of way. Um, yeah, looks like the <laughs> motherfucker's half dead. Looks like the only part of him is alive, you know? And now 
We have Mitch McConnell here lying to mother. Oh, I'm perfectly healthy. That hand tells a different story, buddy. Yep. And I'm, I'm a not millionaire, Mitch. Uh <laughs> Come on, man. My hand looked like that. I'd be like, chop the motherfucker off because it looks diseased and decayed. All right, just take it. Take the whole thing off. Yep. You know, it's just, oh, God damn. Mitch McConnell. I got to tell you, Shane, we're going to come on this show. We're going to come on this show after Election Day, and I, I'm I'm going to play the hallelujah music, man. I'm not going to have to see any of these motherfuckers for another four years. I don't got to see any. Crawl yep. back in your hole. Let me see you a couple of times, you know, a year. That's all I need to fucking see. I don't need you to be... I don't need everywhere to be, uh, hey, rock your vote or whatever. Look, motherfucker, I I mailed my vote. Look, anyway. I voted, and it got there, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I've been following on the voting thing. So. I got the email uh, but big shout out through. Wow. So. Um, but big shout out to Mitch McConnell for being a lying son of a bitch, let me tell you, because that dude has got something wrong with him. Big shout out. Thank you, Mitch McConnell. And actually, you should be thanking us for joining the Heel of the Week Club. Yeah. So big shout yeah. out. Yeah, prestigious club. Yeah. That. Yeah. And that normally ends our show, Shane, but you wanted to send a special send off notice to one of our dear close friends. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to do like a little moment of um, memoriam, you know, of, uh, you know, in memory of. Our friend Razor Rob. I, um, yeah. So before we get into all this, um, I just want to say, uh, look, Rob, longtime listener for the show, um, just a longtime friend of ours, and, and he suffered a crucial, crucial loss this week. And our hearts and our thoughts go out to, yeah. um, you know, Razor Rob and, and everyone in that in his little bubble. But uh, yeah, Shane, why don't you go into detail on? on uh, why it's just a sad somber day today yeah so we um you know we have a connected madden league um me lance here jordan dukes jordan japan dukes um our friend jeff and rob um rob decided that he was going to walk into sofi stadium um as the detroit lions against my la rams um and he thought he was gonna he thought he was gonna do a little something something to me um and what instead happened is Rob came into a buzzsaw. Um, I mean, look, um, condolences, you know, yeah. we, we all heard about it and yeah. we all said, you know, it's, it's a goddamn shame sometimes what happens. Yeah. Uh, it's just, we don't sometimes, know. So, I mean, sometimes it's a, it's a thing that's out of your control. Um, in this instance, I don't think it was, um, this was going to happen. Um, we gotta go. We gotta go down the stat line, Lance. I mean, it's it's in memoriam. We have to, you know. Um, okay, Lance, yeah, yeah. Um, I I beat him. I beat him seventy-two to ten, um, tying the NFL record for points scored in one game. Um, Aaron Donald had seven sacks. My team had a total ten sacks. Um, we had seven takeaways. Um, Marcus Mariota, who's my quarterback in this league, threw for seven touchdown passes. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, sheer, we don't know. Sheer, this was just a sheer, unadulterated, systematic dismantling. Yeah, and, you know, you really, really hate I to mean, see it happen to one of your friends, and I would never wish this on one of my friends, you know? So to see it happen to one of my friends was really, really uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, and and look, we we always assess it's it's the pedal to the metal um, here at the here at Turn Collective Podcast, including 
playing John Madden Football 2021. Uh, we keep that foot down on the pedal no matter what. So yeah, Because that um, is, that is big, that's the culture. Uh, just that's big the culture, you know. Just Rob. Yep. He may never recover. Yeah. He may never recover. You know, it's 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 going to be interesting for sure. But, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, big shout-out to Razor Rob. We hope that you uh, stay safe in your safe yeah. spot and that, that one day you'll be able to enjoy the finer things in life yeah. once again. So You know, it's only um, darkest before With that being said, Shano, that brings you know. us to the end of the episode. Absolutely. So uh, that does bring us to the end of the episode. Make sure you're going to the Heel Turn Collective Pod Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Let us know what you think of the show. Wherever you're listening to your podcast, go ahead and rate us um, and let us know what you like, what you don't like. On Twitter, at Collective Heel is me, at Rain Shiley is Shane. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear what you guys are thinking, uh, what you like, what you don't like about the show. Um, especially if you don't like it, send it to Shane. Um, because I think that's really hilarious. Check us out on Instagram <laughs> at Heel Turn Collective. We have clips mm-hmm. up there, clips so that you can get a little glimpse of what the episode's about. So if you want to check out the whole thing, you can wherever you get your and consume your podcast. And with all that laundry, with all that housekeeping out of the way, Shano, do you have anything else before we get the hell out of here? No. Um, T's and Pre's to Rob, uh, Mitch McConnell, or whatever that guy that guy's name is. Um, you ain't all right. Um, and the Chiefs are going to put up 700 points this week. Yeah. So I am Lance and he is Shane Stradamus, if you will. Mm-hmm. And until next week, we'll come back. We'll be, we'll be perfect in the rankings again and all will be right with the world. But until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other's, wear a goddamn mask. And we'll see you next week. Yep.